Hallelujah. Wherever you are, just lift your hands and thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank the author and finisher of our faith. Bless Him. Magnify Him. Tell Him you love Him. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Say loud, Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus wherever we are. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Wow. This is amazing. Glory to God. And I'm excited to be bringing you God's word today. Right at your home, wherever you are. I know that this is a special moment for all of us. It's a first time miracle. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know, the Spirit of God told us that certain things will happen for the first time. Amen. As we're entering the months. And so this is the first time. And we give God praise for what He's doing. I want you to know that the Word of God is not bound. God. The Word of God is not bound. Never bound. Nothing can limits the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God breaks bounds. Hallelujah. So wherever you are, as you can hear me, God's word is coming to you. And it will bring exactly the same results into your life today. You can be seated wherever you are. Glory to Jesus. Now, whether you are home, whether you are um, sitting somewhere, you are in your office, wherever you are, you are in church right now. This is the virtual church. Amen. Glory to God. And the presence of God will meet you where you are. The power of God will meet you where you are. Your desires will be met. Glory to God. Alright? I want you to know that. You know, um, the Bible told us something interesting. It was in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. The scripture was telling us about what happened when Peter went to the house of Cornelius. It said... And the Spirit of God fell. The Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard him. Glory to God. Acts 10, 44. The Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard him. Verse 44. Now, what he was saying was that as he spoke these words, Peter spoke the words, the Holy Ghost fell on all that heard. So I don't know where you are, but as long as you can hear me, even if you can't see, for as long as you can hear the Holy Ghost will fall upon you. Amen. The Spirit of God will embrace you. That means that the Spirit of God is coming to you through the words that will be spoken. So be a part of this service and your life will never remain the same. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the light that your word brings. We pray for understanding. Let every heart be fed. Let every mind be renewed. Let bodies be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Well, today I'm going to be looking at what we started last week. And we were talking about the faith question. The faith question. And we looked at Luke chapter 18, verse 8. That was our scripture. Luke 18, verse 8. And I'll just read the scripture and then give a little background. And then we'll go on. The faith question. In Luke chapter 18, verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, 
shall he find faith on the earth. Glory to God. So we began to talk about this last Sunday. Now, the context of it is that Jesus was teaching on prayer. From the first verse, verse 1, he said, He spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Then he told a story, he gave a parable of someone that had to look, meet a judge that did not fear God or did not regard man. And that the judge was not willing to listen to this widow, but she persisted until because of how she wearied the judge, he had to answer her. Then he said, will God also not speedily avenge his elects if they do the same? So the quality he was commending in that story in Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 to 8 is her shameless insistence, what you call persistence. Glory to God. So it was in that context that he said, when the Son of Man comes, amen, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? That's a question. That's a question. But I've said to myself that as long as I'm on earth, he will find faith on earth. Amen. The question is, will he find faith on earth? You know, now we're living in times where that is so, so important a question. Because there's so much fear on the earth. So much fear in different cities and different nations. When the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on earth? So, we are going to help you to be one of those that will give that scripture, that question, an answer. To say, yes, he will find faith on the earth. Now, by reason of what Jesus was saying, whether he will find faith on the earth, it means that it is possible for faith to be neglected. It is possible for faith to be lost. Very possible. If it wasn't possible, he would say, surely I'll find faith on the earth. But he said, will he find faith on the earth? There is a scripture also that comes to my mind um, in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, the first verse. It says there, Now the Spirit speaks expressly. He's talking directly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Meaning that we are in the latter times. In case you didn't know, we are in the latter times. We are in the last days. We are in the last of the last days. Glory to God. Now, I'm not saying that just because of coronavirus. We are in the last of last days. The scripture tells us, as a matter of fact, the last days started from when Jesus resurrected. Hallelujah. But we are in the last of the last days. Now, so this scripture said that in the last days, on the latter time, some, it didn't say all. So I want you to make a decision that you will not be amongst the some that will depart from the faith. Amen. He said some shall depart from the faith. It talks about that possibility. And now, why we're spending this time bringing God's word to you is to strengthen you. To strengthen you, to feed your spirit, to strengthen you. That in the midst of all that is going on, you will stand strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, there is nothing worse than a broken spirit. There is nothing worse than a weak spirit. There is nothing worse than an ignorant spirit. Hallelujah. So, through the word of God, your spirit is strengthened. Through the word of God, your spirit is educated, enlightened. Hallelujah. 
You see, in the same way the natural man needs education, the spirit man needs to be educated. Educated in the light of God's word. Let me build a case here. Some time ago I was sharing with you and I said, whatever is going on now might be new to a generation. But it's not new to the scripture. In the sense that the scriptures have already prepared us for whatever will come. Hallelujah. And so when things happen like this, you go back to the scriptures. And then you will find comfort and hope in scripture. I shared a few things. I'd like to just emphasize on them. That firstly, there are three things that matter. And these three things, the scriptures will provide the basis for them. Number one, the convictions you hold in your hearts. Number two, the thoughts you allow in your mind. And number three, the responses or reactions towards the experiences you will have, the things you will see. And I said that your response or your reaction will be based on the convictions you hold in your heart and the thoughts you allow in your mind. So, we started focusing our attention on strengthening our convictions. So, when the question is asked, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on earth? It's like asking, will men still hold on to their convictions? Amen. Will men still be holding on to what the Word of God says? To the truths of God's Word? Will they still hold on to it? Or they will let it go? You know, we saw, even in Scripture, in the story of Simon Peter. Simon Peter walked with Jesus. He functioned with Jesus. And then, when his resolve was tested, he denied Jesus. As a matter of fact, Jesus had to prepare him for that. Jesus said, look, look, look. Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as with. Then he said, but when you are converted... Strengthen your brethren. Meaning that something was going to happen to Simon. And when Simon, even while he was told, he, was, he had been told earlier, when the situation came, he still failed. We are in times now where the faith of several believers will be tested. Glory to God. Everything you've ever known, even the world, all the knowledge of the world has been tested. The governments have been tested. The structures of the world have been tested and they've failed. Glory to God. The only thing that will never fail is the truth of God's word. Hallelujah. But where we're going to is this. So, the convictions you hold in your heart. And it is important to know that our convictions are not based on hearsay. They're not based on how we feel. They're not based on what, you know, it's based on the scriptures, on the word of God. I was reading um, from 1 Timothy 4. I'll just complete it. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Why? He said, Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Another way of putting it is that they will give heed to deceiving spirits and teachings originated by demons. It means that The deceiving spirits are going to use doctrines, hallelujah, to achieve their aim. It means doctrines matter. 
What you are taught matters. What you are fed with matters. What you keep hearing matters. You cannot have a conviction of something you never heard about. Glory to God. You know, I gave definitions of conviction. You could get the previous messages, but I will use another scripture to explain it. In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Then it says, They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What he meant by strongholds are convictions. In the next verse, verse 5, he now says, Casting down imaginations. So this, this convictions are images inside you. Glory to God. Now, in that scripture, it was used in a negative context, talking about the fact that God's word is going to help pull down the negative convictions. But now I'm talking about the fact that you need to lay up the scriptural convictions, biblical convictions, faith-based convictions, convictions that are based on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, what he has done for you. You know, Listen, our convictions, the manual that guides our convictions is the scripture. Amen. Are we together? It's a scripture. I want to read a scripture to you. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 7. Amen. In Luke 7, I'll just pick one verse of scripture. Verse, okay, let me take it from Mark. Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Glory to Jesus. It says, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. Amen. Which you have delivered and made such things, such like things do ye. In that scripture, is establishing that Someone can nullify the effect of God's word in his life by following his tradition. Amen. Am I communicating? When a man receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, his spirit is instantaneously saved. But his mind needs to be saved and continuously saved. Amen. That's what we call the renewing of the mind. And the core thing that is happening when the mind is being renewed is that convictions are being developed, built up. Hallelujah. And old or strongholds are being pulled down. That's what is happening. Now, those convictions that you are laying in the heart of the one that just got born again, they are God's word. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? From scripture. It has to be scripture. It cannot be based on the traditions of men. Anytime you adopt tradition, you weaken your conviction. Amen. Did you get that? No, I don't know. Maybe I should talk to the Abuja brethren. Anytime you adopt a tradition of men, you weaken the conviction of God's word. Hallelujah. And so one of the things, and why I'm focused on Strengthening your conviction is that in the midst of week, some of you don't know how long this is going to be. Is it going to be a week? Is it going to be two weeks? You need to strengthen your convictions. And I was giving you some scriptures and I'm still bringing you back to the place to understand that in this season, you must know what is written. You must know what is written. Not just say, somebody said, somebody said. No, it's not about somebody said. God's word said. Hallelujah. See, the word of God has to become personal to you. You have to know the scriptures for yourself. 
Jesus was speaking to a group of people. He said, they, they err because they know not the scriptures nor the power of God. Meaning that it's important to know the scriptures. Hallelujah. If you know the scriptures, you will not err. Hallelujah. Because the word of God, the scripture is referred to as a light. Glory to God. At least you know Psalm 119 verse 105. It said, thy word. It's talking about the scriptures. The word, God's word. Is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my paths. So, your feet deals with your immediate circumstances. Hallelujah. So, it's a lamp to your feet. That means that because of God's word, you know what to do today. Glory to God. You want to do now. You know what to do in your present hour. But that same scripture, that light, becomes a, a, a light to your paths. That means that after Corona, you will know what to do. Amen. If you stay with the scriptures, it will be a light to your path. You will see what next to do. Listen, there is going to be a post-corona season. It will come to pass. This too will pass. Hallelujah. So what's going to happen after then? It's the word that will guide us. Hallelujah. Now, the scripture, the Bible is not just a history book. It's not just a history book. It's not just a book of good stories. No, 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 no. It's not. The Bible tells us something about the scriptures. I'm going to show you two scriptures. Let's first look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Amen. In 2 Timothy 3, 16, it talks about the scripture. I think we should read it from verse 15. Let's start from 15. 2 Timothy 3. Let's look at 15. It says it was writing to Timothy. Paul was writing to Timothy. It says, and that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. That means knowing the scriptures are important. Hallelujah. That has known the Holy Spirit, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Meaning the scriptures, knowing the scriptures will make you wise to, unto salvation. You know, there are some people that are wise in the things of the world, but they are not wise unto salvation. Amen. In essence, he's saying that knowing the scriptures will make you wise in eternal things. Amen. It make you wise unto salvation. Glory to God. Do you know the scriptures? Amen. That means the more of the scriptures you know, the wiser you will be unto salvation. Glory to God. Now, in the context in which he was speaking, he was talking about salvation, being born again. But in a deeper meaning, it's talking about the fact that you'll be wise in the things, eternal things. Hallelujah. Things beyond this world. Hallelujah. Now, verse 16 now says, all scripture, not some scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So, when you're reading the scriptures, you are communing with God. Hallelujah. Are we together? You know, some people think that the greatest way to commune with God is prayer. Let me explain something to you. Yeah, prayer is one way to commune with God. But the reason why you can you even know that you can pray is because the scripture taught you to pray. Amen. And the only reason why your, your, your prayer is going to be answered is because you are praying according to the scripture. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. So, you commune with God also by reading the scriptures. How does the Bible say? You, so you commune with him by reading the scriptures. So all scripture, not some scripture, all scripture, even the ones that are not your favorite, amen, is given by inspiration of God. God breathed. The, 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 the very life of God is upon the scriptures. Hallelujah. Then he says something very interesting, that the scriptures are profitable. Put up my scripture. All scripture is given by the Spirit of God and they are profitable. Amen. Profitable. Profitable. Say with me, the scriptures are profitable. Say it again, the scriptures are profitable. 
Now, what does it mean if something is profitable? It means that it will add to you. Listen to me. In this period, you are at home. Not, no more at work or at school. Let the scriptures add to you. The scriptures have the capacity to add to you. To improve you. To increase you. To bring benefit into your life. He said, all scripture is given by spiritual God and is profitable. Glory to God. Then he tells us what it is profitable for. It's profitable for teaching, for doctrine. Glory to God. It will teach you. You know, we agree that the Bible, without the Bible, we will not even have, we won't know who God is. Amen. The Bible brings to us, it's like God introducing, revealing himself to us through a text. Hallelujah. A written document. That's what the Bible is. But it is the revelation of God to mankind. So, he reveals himself first. Who he is. Then he reveals who man is. His purpose for creating man. You find in scripture. What his agenda is. The Bible tells us about the history of man. And the future of man. Glory to God. But beyond that. The Bible shows us. Our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Amen. So in this season. Sit with the scriptures. You know why it's called testament? It is a will. Amen. Alright? It's a will. It's a will. A will. A will. When someone dies, and then they say they are going to read the will, everybody's interested because there should be something for me in the will. Listen to me. There is something for you in this will. Glory to God. There's something for you in this will. Your name is in the will. Glory to God. So, your convictions now, you, you, oh, if they say this belongs to you, that belongs to you, you, the only way you can know it is by reading it. Glory to God. The scriptures. So, listen. I want you to hold the scriptures in high esteem and regard in your hearts. Give attention to scriptures more than you've ever done in this season. Don't just read books. Read your Bible. Amen. Read the scriptures. You see, just by reading the scriptures, it does something to you. You know, most of the time, Christianity, you know, there's a way some of us function. We function like we are always after the spectacular. Amen. You know, the spectacular. And then in pursuing the spectacular, we miss the supernatural. Hearing a voice, audible voice from your window saying, my son, my son, that's spectacular. Opening your scriptures and reading Ephesians 1 might not be spectacular, it's supernatural. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, some of us in waiting for the spectacular, we have missed, overlooked, downplayed the supernatural. Listen to me. The scriptures are God-breathed. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, he said, they are spirit and life. What he's saying is that the words I speak to you, they have animating properties. Amen. They have capacity to bring to life what I talk about. So anytime you open the scriptures, you are, con- you are communing with life. Amen. You are communing with life.
So in this season, ensure that you stay with the scriptures. You feed on the scriptures. Hallelujah. If you give the scriptures attention, you begin to see the effect of the scriptures in your life. You know, in the scripture we just quoted in 1 Timothy 4, if you read down to verse 15, he said, meditate upon these things. He was talking about these things. He said, give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. In essence, if you are actually attending to scriptures, it will show. Just give it time, it will show. Some of you, in a few weeks, in a few days, in a few months, it will be obvious that you've been feeding on scriptures. The light of the scripture will glow through your face. It will glow through your finances. It will glow through, it will glow through everything that concerns you. Because the entrance of God's word gives lights. So anytime you open the scriptures, light is coming into your soul. Light is coming into your body. Amen. Very important. So, give the scriptures attention. Give it attention. Sit with the scriptures. God had to speak to Joshua specifically. Joshua was feeling a big shoe. What was the big shoe? He was going to take the place of Moses. Now, they had already laid hands on Joshua. If you read Deuteronomy 34, they had imparted the spirit upon Joshua already. But God had to speak to him and say, look, that they laid hands on you doesn't mean it's going to work. There's something that will make you have good success. Amen. There's something that will make everything you touch work. He said, what is it? This book of the law. Amen. Shall not depart out of your mouth. You will meditate on it. Now, the book of the law is, means something that was already written. Amen. That you will observe to do according to all that is written there. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. Meaning that there is something that will come from those scriptures. And he was, what he was referring to at that time, there was no New Testament at that time. So he was referring to the law. Glory to God. And almost all the time when we talk about the scriptures, people could get confused. Old Testament, New Testament. Let me explain something to you. The Old and New Testament are a complete revelation of God. It's not in two halves to God. It's one revelation in, sorry, it's one revelation in two parts. Amen. Are we together? It's one revelation in two parts. If you, oh, if we only had the New Testament, we wouldn't even understand what he's talking about. Praise God. Did you get me? The new is a continuation of the old. Praise God. That means that you can't even have a full picture of God without any of the testaments. Am I communicating? So when I say read the scriptures, feed on the scriptures. Genesis to Revelation, 66 books, read them. Put yourself, see, some of you have a daily Bible reading plan that was based on going to work. Okay, now you are at home. Increase your diet. Amen. Okay, let me put it better as a doctor will say. Increase your dosage. Amen. Increase your dosage. If you were taking three tablets, um, 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 one, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and now take three in the morning, three in the afternoon, three in the evening. Amen. The overdose of the scriptures don't kill. Amen. There are no negative after effects. The only after effects you have is that your life will move faster. Amen. Glory to God. So, I want you to increase your dosage of scripture. The dosage of God's word increases in the name of Jesus. 
Feed more on scripture. Sit down on the, in the morning and decide to finish Ephesians. Glory to God. Before you have breakfast. Sit down and decide to finish Colossians before you have lunch. Amen. You'll be amazed. <laughs> when you even start praying in tongues, your tongues will be different. Amen. The weight of your tongue, the depth of your tongues will be different. Why? Because extra revelation has come. Anytime your spirit is fed, your spirit actually develops. You know, you know, most of the time, some of it, the Bible says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. That means there's something, scriptures, praying the Holy Ghost, there's an effect it has on your spirit man. Hallelujah. So, we will, this season, strengthen our convictions. And I'm bringing your attention to what you're using to strengthen your convictions is the scripture. Hallelujah. The scriptures. The scriptures. You must love the word of God. My prayer is that everyone here in the sound of my voice will have a deeper hunger for God's word in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, blessed are those who test hunger and test after righteousness. That means that there is a panting for God's word. There's a desire for God's word. You, 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 you know, it's as newborn babes, desire the sincere make. Listen, if you are in a place where you don't have any desire or appetite for God's word, then all is not well. Hallelujah. And then I pray for everyone that is spiritually unhealthy. Amen. To be strengthened in the name of Jesus Christ. To be healed in the name of Jesus. Let your appetite for the word of God increase in the name of Jesus Christ. Let that appetite return. For those of you that have not lost appetite. Let that appetite for the word of God return in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what it means to have an appetite for the word? You know how if someone is not feeling well. And then they are preparing a meal. And he perceives the meal. Is nauseating to him because he's not feeling well. But the, the same person now has recovered and then they are cooking something and he's salivating. What's the difference? Amen. Now, listen to me. You must salivate towards the word of God. Hallelujah. All right. As you open your Bible, you know, it's just as if they put a meal before you. You have desired his word more than your necessary meats, your necessary food. You are, anytime you want to read the word, you're happy. One of the ways to know an immature Christian or a carnal Christian is that they are not excited about these two things. Number one, reading the Word of God. Number two, prayer. Amen. They're not excited about it. So, you say, let's go and pray. Uh, let's read the scriptures. Uh, there's no excitement. And in this season, I pray for everyone that that excitement to pray, that excitement to study the word, that excitement to feed on the word for yourself will never be lost in the name of Jesus Christ. This is key. Why is this important? Something happened to the prophet in scriptures. An angel appeared to him and gave him food to eat. Then the angel appeared again and gave him food again to eat. He said because the journey is far. In that case, it was physical food. In this case now, it feeds spiritually. The journey is far. You will need the strength for the days coming. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I want to just narrow it down to faith. Your faith cannot be strong if your spiritual feeding habit is poor. I'll take that again. Your faith cannot be strong if your spiritual feeding habits are poor. That means that if you're feeding your spirits 
and in little quantities and little amounts, you cannot have a robust faith. And how we will prevail over whatever is going on today and whatever has been going on around the world is by our faith. Glory to God. Is by our faith. Key. By our faith. Very important. Hallelujah. Did you get that? By faith. Every victory we're going to have in this season is by faith. Let me read some scriptures to you. Let's look at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. I'll read from verse 16. Since some of you are at home, we can even preach till afternoon. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I think I'm out of time. Amen. Glory to God. Let me just read the scripture. He says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. That means we didn't follow. You know, what he's trying to say is our conviction is not based on what they said. It's not a rumor. It's not on some fiction somewhere. Amen. Our convictions are based on some. So he's going to tell you what the conviction is based on. Verse 17. We're reading down to 21. He said, For he received from God the Father honor and glory, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. And we, we say, We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Now, hold on. He's saying that we are not, our conviction is not based on our experience. It's not based on the fact that we saw Jesus transfigured before us. It's not based on a dream we had somewhere. It's not because of what someone said. So he's telling us what his conviction is based on. Alright? And that's the same based on. Amen. He says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. He called it more sure. Then he said, whereunto you do well that you take heed. Take heed means to pay attention. Everyone should pay attention to that more sure word of prophecy. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. That will take me a long time to explain. But let me just go to verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Go for that 21. Meaning that he's saying that what he's calling the most sure word of prophecy is the scripture. Amen. He said, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Did you get that? So, he's talking about the scriptures. So, Peter's conviction was based on scripture. I don't know what your name is. Say, my conviction is based on the scriptures. Say again, my conviction is based on the scriptures. Now, let me explain. My conviction about divine protection in this season is based on what? The scriptures. My conviction on weathering the storm and prevailing is based on what? Scripture. I've seen people pray panic prayers. Or make panic confessions. It will not happen to me in Jesus' name. It will not happen to me in Jesus' name. That's not a talk of conviction. No. When there's conviction, there will be two things. You want to hear this? Maybe we'll do it next week. <laughs> Amen. When there is conviction, there will be two things. Two 
things that surely, surely will be there. Maybe I'll just give it to you now. Number one, boldness. And number two, rest. Glory to God. Did you hear me? When there is conviction, it will show there will be boldness and there will be rest. When there is no boldness and there is no rest, conviction is shaking. So, I will encourage you, I'm out of time, to strengthen your convictions in this period. Till you come to the place where there is boldness. You come to the place where there is rest. Hallelujah. About whatever is going on. It might announce that in your city, the virus had entered your city. The virus is even on your streets. Glory to God. You will obey all the regulations and stay back home. But there will be a conviction that no evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. He has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. That conviction is a settled thing in your heart. Hallelujah. That no evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. He has given his angels charge over you. Glory to God. The natural eyes cannot see the virus. But the Holy Ghost sees it. Angels can see it. And so they can stop it. Amen. Glory to God. Lift your hands say in the name of Jesus. I'm divinely protected. I'm divinely exempted. My convictions are based on the scriptures. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now we'll have to end here. But I want to pray for some of you here. That are listening to me. And you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Or some of you are listening to me. And there are fears in your hearts. You know, we're at a time where if you have symptoms of cough, you're not going to be okay. If your nose is running, you're sure that the devil is going to tell you, that sounds like corona. Amen. So, the only way to live above those fears is that they have to be addressed. So I'm going to pray with you if you're in that category. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, just stretch your hands towards the screen, whether your phone, your device, whatever. Just stretch your hands towards it and pray this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I received light today. I believe you also rose again from the dead. I stand before you as a sinner. I receive forgiveness for all my sins. From today, I receive salvation. I receive eternal life into my heart. I declare that I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And for those of you that have had fears, it's not giving us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So he used the language, the spirit of fear. That means there's a spirit that brings fear to people, that causes men to cower. They didn't plan to be afraid, but it has a tendency of bringing fear to people. And so I want to say this to you. Stretch your hands towards me. Stand wherever you are if you want me to pray this prayer for you. And then I want you to stand and say this with me. 
you could place your hand on your head and say, in the name of Jesus, fear, lose your grip over my mind. Lose your grip over my thoughts. In the name of Jesus. I break the hold of fear over my thoughts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Fear will be afraid when you rebuke it. And therefore every fear that held you bound, you are free. You are free in Jesus' name. If you are sick in your body, wherever you are, I want to pray with you right now. And that healing power of God will meet you where you are. Place your hand on that part of your body right now in the name of Jesus. I speak over your body. You sickness. You infirmity. I command you to lose your grip on that body. Now in the name of Jesus. Let go of those limbs. Come out of those joints in the name of Jesus. From the crown of that head to the sole of that feet. I declare healing and wholeness. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to begin to do what you couldn't do before. If you couldn't move your body, move it. Receive your healing as I speak in the name of Jesus. Receive strength in your body in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for you this week that the peace of God, that personal understanding will flood your hearts. That this week you will live with boldness and rest in your hearts. That throughout the days of this week, no matter the news that will filter in, you will stand in boldness and in rest in the name of Jesus. That the convictions of God's word will never shake in your hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that people that are around you, you will exude faith. Amen. And they will live with your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And that when the people around you try to bring fear, your faith will quench their fears in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. When the Son of Man comes, He will find faith on the earth. Hallelujah. Because of you. Hallelujah. Wow. Glory to God. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Alright, we're going to just take the offerings and also um, partake of the communion. And um, I believe that it will be an opportunity for us to... Um, the service continues in the offering time and in the communion service and I believe that it's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So wherever you're listening from, if you are um, home, the options for giving will come up on your screen. Um, you could use the options and do a transfer, especially in Nigeria here. Very easy. You could do a transfer and then give your offerings. And your tithes, if you're giving your partnership seed, after that, send a text message across um, to the phone numbers um, of the church staff to let them know what you gave for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. All right, let's pray over our offerings before we give them. Father, we honor you today with our offerings. We sow our seeds in faith. We thank for the opportunity to give. We honor you with our partnership seeds our thighs, our offerings, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men are bringing to our bosom. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we pray over the communion elements. If you are in your home with your family, you could partake of this right now. 
we declare in the name of Jesus that this is not just bread and a drink. We declare that it is symbolic of the broken body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we eat of this body and drink of this blood, we announce that death over everything in our lives. By that announcement, there will be no death in our midst anymore. Because death has already happened. Amen. It has happened for us. And therefore, as we eat of this, we are announcing in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We're going to just, um, we're just going to make the confessions together before uh, we sing any song. Just make the confessions together. So say this with me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I partake of the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of this body that was broken for me, healing and health belongs to me. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, I am the healed of the Lord. All my body organs and all my body systems are working in perfect order in Jesus' name. I also declare that the blood of Jesus was shed for my sins. Because of this blood, I have favor with God. Because of this blood, I have favor with men. Because of this blood, I have favor with money. Because of this blood, I have victory over Corona. In the name of Jesus. Eat, drink, and rejoice. Glory to God. some of you, this is like the earliest you've closed in church for a long time. Amen. I feel like we should have a second service online. Amen. Alright, but let me just say this um, um, before we go. Um, if you participated in today's service, there are some very important things I want to let you know, I want you to do. 
um, please take pictures of you participating and then post it on the WhatsApp group or the Telegram group.